Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Rowe, and Raph on the SGP Podcast. Woo! Are you ready? Marks and Smarks. This is the Smarky Las Filipinas podcast. All right, what's good, y'all? You're listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast in the world. Two weeks Woo! in a row. He this gets is that in one take. The SGP podcast, y'all. We're getting good at this. I'm getting good at this. Hey. Hey. Uh, this is Ravishing Roe Moran. I have to say that. And this is Rowdy Raf Camus right in front of me. And I have to say all of that because... Standing, sitting beside us, the convalescing, <laughs> stunning Stan C. Who, who still does ma- not have a voice. Who does not have a voice, but is manning the mixer board today for this week's episode because... We got a special guest. Yeah, we have a special guest and we have to make sure that Camus does not fuck this one up again. Uh, yeah, so this week's episode of SGP Podcast, we have a special guest for you tonight. We'll talk about him a little later on, but first, before anything else... WWE has found a new home in the Philippines. TV5 has officially signed WWE. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on a minute. Why? Acor- no, no, what no, what no, else we're no, going to no. build up to? No, no, no. Uh, I just want to make sure because according to Spin.ph's article about this, parang hindi pa siya sure na sure. No, what they're saying is, what? no, they said, according to their report, we all we all saw the tweet that TV Five sent out. Yes, WWE, April thirty. April thirty. hashtag WWE to TV Five. But then the, the Spin Page article says Fox has kept mum about what they're gonna do in the Philippines. Sorry, mm. this is Fox. WWE, WWE has kept mum about what they're gonna do in the Philippines because they put out a, a, tele, a ninety minute broadcast of Raw on, on YouTube, YouTube exclusively for Filipino viewers. As in, it is country Geo, locked. It is geo locked. Geo locked. Uh, so, I don't know what's up with that. Uh, it's confusing. 30, it's confusing. By the way, coincidentally, is also the day Backlash is supposed to air. But, that's April 30 here. And that would be April 29 in the States. States. Yes. When, when, when WWE finally appears back on local programming. Uh, by the way, we don't have to explain again why Fox is no longer broadcasting the WWE. We've talked about this. Yeah, we've talked about this with Nicole. Length. And people still don't listen to the podcast, so they don't know. They don't know shit. But yeah. They don't want none. Uh, so we don't know what's going to be up with that. We don't know if they're going to be showing all the shows. We don't know what the broadcast program schedule is yep, like. None of us know anything. Uh, We're in the dark. So stop asking Stan on Twitter. Uh, co- yeah, stop asking Stan on Twitter. Jesus Christ. He does not know anything. He's not... He's not the Fox. spokesperson for WWE. He I is an advocate. For, he doesn't work for Fox. I don't work for Fox. None of the other wrestling gods work for Fox. None of the wrestlers uh, work for Fox. Pratt, uh, you're going to have to ask Coach Chut. <laughs> I'm going to try the next time I see him. What? When do you see Coach Chut? I saw his wife today. What? What is that supposed to mean? He's at the hotel often. What? Yes. What? Yes. You see his wife in the hotel? Him and his wife. What? She has business. She has business affairs at the hotel. Apparently, oh, no, no. I, I learned this from a friend uh, in the media. Uh, in the coach, media world. Yeah, Coach Ch- I am in the media. Stan is in the media. Uh, you are sometimes in the media. <laughs> I work with the media. Yeah, that's true. Uh, coach Shot is not the guy to be asking these questions. Because uh, he does not... No, he, he, he is in charge, but, you know, he delegates. Yes. Not that. Unlike uh, some people. Yeah, someone world. else apparently does that. So, we don't know at all. Uh, what is the most likely scenario for WWE's TV5? First of all, we have to make this clear. Apparently, they are not dubbing all of that in Filipino. Because for one thing, that's too much work. Yes. That is way too much work for broadcasting, especially if you're broadcasting any show live or yeah. anything close to live. Because you would have to train, retrain all of these guys to just be able to get this off the ground. And how many people, you know, can actually bring 
any semblance of legitimacy apart from people I feel like I'm sitting next uh, to. No, I feel like um, <laughs> if you have to dub it in Filipino, it's going to take a long time before you see the actual episode. So that's like a three-week delay from live. Yeah. Which is... Which coincides with the WWE Network release. No, still Almost. though, come on. At this in this day and age, in 2017, do you seriously still want to be watching uh, WWE shows in tape delay? No, uh, exactly. Why? So why we want would you it on demand? Yeah, yes, exactly. So if you are to to dub anything in Filipino, it's gonna take a while. You're gonna have to transcribe everything, translate it properly, and then make sure you know all the t- all the voice talents do it right. By the way, if <laughs> if this ever happens, can Renzo Magnaye be a dubber for WWE Filipino? I haven't heard Renzo. His... Well, Renzo, are you Please. still available for this? Well, he's always he's a dubber. No, I know he's a dubber, but his Tagalog sucks. But he, so what? He's reading from his Stan says his Tagalog sucks, but it doesn't matter. You're reading from a script. It does. Okay, fine. Renzo, it's, it's okay. It's apparently hard for him to read if it's Tagalog sucks, but it doesn't matter. Renzo's voice. Yeah. You know what it does to Rome. Yeah. But apparently he can't speak Tagalog, so... I mean, his Tagalog sucks, so... Too bad, I guess. Renzo, you failed us. You failed the city. You could have been. <laughs> could have been the one. I trusted you. <laughs> you were like a brother to me. Stop, stop, right. stop. Let's, let's not take the high road. Alright, alright, alright. So we do we... not have the high ground in this situation. That's yeah, true. That's true. Um, I'm really sad, though, about uh, Fox... Uh, I liked what Fox had going. Just no, no, to be fair, to be fair, uh, this all happened this week. We didn't know about it. We, meaning the wrestling guys, we didn't know about it until uh, I, I think it was Monday, right? It was Monday, and we were. I was still pretty much, you know, releasing press releases on the internet on Sunday night or the weekend before, saying uh, we don't know what's going on. Uh, Fox Sports is still trying to get it, and apparently, it turned out by then, what uh, and that is the sad truth, but I will tell you that for those who are saying that Fox turned heel, no, they were trying until the very end to get you what you wanted. But to nah. the 11th hour. Yeah, uh, apparently. It happens, guys. It's happen. business. You have to understand it from a business standpoint yeah. that these things take money. Uh, We've you know, said it take, at, yeah, ad right. nauseum. Taking, taking Kamus's dumb question as to how TV5 got the rights so quickly. Uh, as I said in that thread, for those of you who are not in the SGP Facebook group, uh, there was you know the bidding war, or the I guess the bidding between all the networks, among all the networks for WWE rights, was going on way before y'all even before y'all even heard that WWE, WWE was not going to be on Fox anymore. So yeah, it maybe happened that TV Five won the bidding. A, long, a while back and then WWE was just saying no to Fox and whatever offer they had so that's how I suppose it turned out so it just turned out so quickly actually insider sources no now my insider source is ABS-CBN just now ABS-CBN no it was after the, after the fact after the fact could confirm that they were approached for WWE and didn't take it seriously just because their prior ABS. history ABS yeah. that they couldn't Number one, they didn't want to take on the burden that is WWE programming in its entirety. And number two, even with the dedicated sports channel that is Sports in Action, I don't think that they considered it enough. Considering that you have to get, what, five hours minimum? Sure. Close to. Well, not even. You don't have to get the whole thing. Cause, like, what? I guess, yeah. Five hours Fox minimum. Fox got six hours. Six hours. Plus PPVs. That's why. So, All right. at the bare minimum, five hours, and then you're not giving everyone what they want. Right. And the expectations, and then the burden of the marketing arm that you have to execute on free TV, it no, does get tricky. Knowing what we know today, though, I think the fact that ABS could not pay Sky Cable. But who could have paid? Uh, Sky Cable can't pay solar. Yes, for NBA. All right, my bad. So, Back yeah. and forth. Yeah, so there you go. Because uh, so the, the, last time, the, the last time ABS had WWE, they had superstars and uh, pay-per-views, which were somewhat censored and abridged. So it wasn't that great, I guess. It wasn't a good situation. and I think well, It wasn't a good deal. It wasn't a good deal. And mm-hmm. considering that this all sort of fell apart, when was this? Um, around once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime WrestleMania. No, it wasn't. Before pa. Yeah, I, still, I, it yeah, fell apart fell then, apart then. Oh, I wasn't paying apart. attention then 
well, that's that's the part. That's the time that it sort of fell off with ABS-CBN's programming, and then the downward spiral into how could it fall? How could it not fall off when they were showing superstars, right? Exactly. And main event, I think. And they had on on Studio Twenty Three right before the reformat. They had um, Tough Enough, old old seasons of Tough Enough, right? Which was you know really you, the, yeah, the Stone the Stone Cold, Cold one. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard for us to comprehend because. The fuck, man? Does nobody want WWE in the current landscape of what media in the Philippines? Does nobody want to take the well? Nobody. We know it's we know it's niche. We know it's niche. Yeah. But does nobody want to take a chance on it? No. It, to be fair, as we mentioned before, then uh, the reason why they don't want to take a chance on it is because advertisers don't see it as a viable. Uh, or as a viable place to put to place ads in, mostly because yeah, even though the WWE is as PG as you can get when it comes to pro wrestling, it's still violent, it's still problematic, and you know you just don't want to be attached to those things as a brand. I, and in, I get it in the modern in the modern media age. I guess yeah, and I get it. I like unless you're a super edgy product like I don't know condoms or whatever, right? <laughs> body, you know, men's body wash. Men's care, things like that. You know, things that are marketed to men. To, to, no, no, to adults, to men, to male adults. Revicon Max. Yeah, you, you, you know, you know what the ads are when it comes to wrestling. Before, when you watch on Spike Jack TV. TV, yeah, yeah, Jack TV, Spike TV in the states. Yeah, uh, things like that. So I, I, I understand it, but at the same time, uh, they do have to realize that a lot of people are fans. Yes, and there are more people than they know, than they realize that. Who there are, is reach. There is reach. Yeah, there's reach. Even if kahit, no, no, kahit, uh, every WrestleMania, right, or every yeah. Royal Rumble or whatever, there is reach. And but yeah, but at the enough. end of the day, is it? It doesn't bring as much prestige as it used to. It doesn't bring in ad money the way that it <sighs> used to. And are we to blame for that? Not necessarily. No. I, I just want to try. Yeah. Really. We all, all we ask is that. Media practitioners out there, advertising practitioners out there. If WWE ever comes knocking, maybe give it six months. It might be worth it. What's the minimum contract for Anna? I would say at for least a year. ad placement, a year, but ah, for for a show like yeah, ad placement on TV. Ah, what you can afford, right? What, what you can afford, like say for example, like say for example, to politicians. Be effective. Yeah, no, to be, ah, to be effective. Politi- Come on. No, I'm just saying as a basis. That's what. Um, Why politicians? Because they pay ridiculous. Let's just say M- I know FMCG. FMCG they usually say about a month for a campaign. Okay, so a one month for a campaign, and then that's somewhere media buys are about uh, placement per ad is almost one M. All right, something like that. So all right, all right. So uh, you know, wrapping up in TV 5s case, we just hope that. Whatever they have planned for WWE in on local TV on free TV, I just hope it's substantial and okay, fine. Dina bading tagalize whatever. Dina bading I know. Dina bading adjusted for the massa. I don't you know. I don't, I don't give a shit. Um, I just give hope people that what they want. yeah, they give people some shows they want because I know I realistically understand that they will not be able to give everything we want. At the same time, then I guess people should be on their part. They should be curbing their expectations, like heavily, heavily. Guys, we're not, we're not realistically going to get all six hours of programming. All you know, main show programming. Yeah, seven hours counting two hundred five live. I was going to say, because if you, if you expect the full three hours of Raw, good luck. SmackDown, bakapa. NXT. That's a stretch already. Yeah, we just hope that you know, we just hope that you know just they just do it right. Give just it a fair right shake by fans. Give it a fair shake, even if it's Fox for the set first. a pretty high standard. Yeah. yeah, because Fox gave us what? What exactly did Fox give us? Like, they gave let's, us. Let's run it down. Let's run they it They gave down. us three Raw. hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, NXT, and Afterburn, Afterburn, something and, like that, and the WWE archive stuff. PPVs almost live, almost live replays as well. So that's a lot, and yeah. that's a lot of programming when you think about the channels that they hold. That's a, that's a lot when you think about you know, especially when you guys complain, uh, how come Fox didn't show this PPV, right? Why did they only show the raw PPVs? Yeah. I want to watch yeah, SmackDown. That. It's fuck like, yo, guys, 
if you have such a problem, get the damn yeah. network. Yeah. You, you guys even thank Fox for giving you money. I did. For giving you free tele- uh, free wrestling on cable TV. I did because I fucking have. If you did, good for you. All right. So there you go. There you have it. This week's episode of the podcast, we have independent wrestler, full-blooded Filipino in America, Kai Katana, joining With us later on. With a Japanese name. For an, let it be. Let it be. Let it be. You will find out why he calls himself Kai Katana, what his gimmick is later in my exclusive interview. Just grow. Yes, just me due to technical limitations. It just had to be me. You'll find out why he had a Japanese name despite being a full-blooded Filipino. And yeah, it's, it's nothing you can... It's not, it's not anything you should be you know, culturally mad about. To be the PC police about, if you will. So we'll talk about it. We'll talk to him a little later on. But first, before we get to that interview... You gotta talk about Jinder Mahal, my boy. Jinder freaking Mahal. Don't gin, don't hinder Jinder. There is anymore. no hindering the gindering. Right. So as you all know by now, because it has made a huge splash over everywhere, know, everywhere on the, the past, interwebs. Past few days of wrestling television and internet. Jinder Mahal has won the <laughs> six pack challenge on SmackDown to be the number one contender for the WWE Championship, beating at, at out Backlash, beating, beating out. Names uh, I, like I like you, you listen to that. Your Sammy boy Zane. Your boy Baron Corbin No not Baron Corbin I mean, Baron Corbin was not was, in that oh, match Oh no he was not in that match Sammy Zane Sammy Dolph Zane, Ziggler, Ziggler Mojo Raleigh Luke Harper Eric Rowan That's it What was Corbin on? In a match In a match against AJ Styles uh, I think That was the main event That was the main event Yep Yeah Shit So yeah uh, Okay I understand fully Completely Even though Jinder is my boy I understand completely why y'all are mad. Because, let's be fair, I will be honest, I will be completely Sammy should have won. Yes, Sammy should have won, yes. But, uh, I understand Jinder is not ready for it. It's too much too soon for him. But at He the, just got on the show, he man. He got on the show, yes. He's not that <laughs> great, even though I'm a fan of his work. And, yeah. And he's um, not roided, for those of you who are pulling that card. Sam doesn't believe that. <laughs> So I just don't believe that at all. Uh, no, no, no. That's what he says. That's what uh, Jinder said that he not write it. To be fair, he has a point. If he were, he would have been failing, you know, the first performance test. Uh, uh, performance the enhancer. Entrance, yeah, test. Yeah. He's the, had the wellness policy. The wellness policy test, like, a, f- a couple of months back. Yeah, because to re-enter, they test you. No, no, no. After that, he, and, he, he, he was started tested. bulking up yeah. long after he got back. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that's that. That's a story. That's an argument for another day. But for this one, yeah. Again, um, he's not that great. He, even though I'm a fan of his work, and, he's not perfect. But to me, though, I think it was one something different. To, it's oh, oh hell, it's different. Yes, yeah, very different. Two, uh, swerve for the sake of being a swerve. And three, when I first saw, when I read the the Uproxx review for this week's SmackDown, it does kind of make sense. The way they point. broke it down, the reviewer broke it down was you knew the champion was Randy Orton. And you have these six guys uh, competing for a shot at that championship. Very so, realistically. Randy Orton is a baby face. Yes. Fact number one. So whoever challenges him at Backlash cannot and, be a baby face. So that leaves out Sammy. Luke Harper, yeah. Sami Zayn, and Mojo, Mojo Raleigh. So it's either Luke Harper. I'm sorry, it's either Eric Rowan, Jinder Mahal, or Dolph Ziggler. Not Dolph Ziggler because Because he's he's doing Nakamura. Yes. Not Eric Rowan because he's Eric Rowan. And it would be too obvious. Yes. And why would you have Eric Rowan when you're, you know, when you have uh, Bray Wyatt facing Randy Orton, right? So I guess Jinder Mahal was the only logical choice for real, for real. And And it's number four. Reason number four is apparently WWE wants to expand further in India. Which explains... Uh, which explains Jinder Mahal winning and calling up the Sierra Brothers. Not the Bollywood Boys. Not the Bollywood Boys. But yes. according to JBL, who the hell are those guys? Uh, fuck JBL. Fuck JBL. By the way. Hashtag so, yeah. fire JBL. Uh, I, I really like the idea because it's different. Um, I know a for a fact that Jinder Mahal is not going to win. Because hey, if you think... That he's going to backlash, gonna you know, winning the championship automatically from Randy freaking Orton. You On are, his first try. You are a bigger mark than what that I thought you were. It's his first try. It's his first push. 
Yeah. Since when was his last serious push? Like outside of 3MB. Right. Oh, no, no, no. The, no, 3MB. No, no. the 3MB Great Britain. No, no, no. The 3MB thing was the last uh, the last segment of his previous WWE run. Yes. This this is, it's just, it's hard to wrap your head around it. But when you do think about it, like through and through, in your heart of hearts, you have to say, the guy deserves at least one shot in his lifetime, mm-hmm. right? Well, he had a lot of shots. He had a push uh, at the moment. You know, when he was, you know, a single star before the 3MB days. Remember when he was on NXT, he was challenging for the freaking NXT championship yes. against Seth Rollins, right? Which, but that's still NXT. That's still, yeah, the, no, still the point was they've been pushing him ever since. So clearly, they see something in him, whether it's the Indian blood and the Indian features, <laughs> the Indian ethnicity. Yes. Because, you know, this might be the key to India, right? Damn it! <laughs> so... There's that. But I'd like to think that he is improving, even if it's incremental. He has been trying to, you know, support his style by focusing solely on his strengths, which is mostly the striking, uh, notably the one, the the kind of striking that that concusses Finn Balor. Fucking Finn Balor. (laughs) Yeah. But he does that better than anything else there, right? Yeah. He does. He doesn't even. He does that even better than submission maneuvers, yes, right? Which is so. What I was say. His mat wrestling takes a sidestep when he does his striking. Even yeah, better. Uh, I'd like to say that he's a really, really poor man, Shibata. <laughs> you know, come to think about it, that, that, that is not an unfair comparison. It is not an unfair comparison. He is a slum dog Shibata. <laughs> wow. Yes, the slum dog oh, Shibata. Shibata. Wow, that is so racist. Yeah. But that's no, no, it's not racist. I'm, it's I'm referencing a movie. Stereotypical. I am referencing an Oscar-nominated movie. Oscar-winning. Winning, yes, Oscar-winning Oscar movie. Absolutely. Uh, it won stuff. He, the reason why he hasn't improved that much is because how can you expect a, a wrestler to improve that much when you stick him in? When you hinder him. Yeah, when you when you hinder him, you stick him in in. In scenarios and environments, in in storylines where he doesn't really have time to, you know, take it all in. Not just to take it all in, but to be taken seriously by yeah, the audience. Yeah, absolutely, yes. Because we haven't seen this type of serious Jinder Mahal mm. in a long time. True. And some people are not as quick to forget that he was part of, well, my favorite job squad for a while. So, you think about it, Jinder Mahal, his... New rise to prominence mm. to the main event yeah. is it's not it's not something that's so out of left field, but at the same time it's not what we expect. Oh, to be fair, okay, to be absolutely fair to everyone who doesn't like this, yeah, I get it. Um, it's not time yet, but but when will it ever be? No, 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 no. Come on, okay. it will it will be closer to time when he does actually get better. But this signifies an opportunity to learn from the best. To have that, you know, to have enough ring time to absorb anything, you know, to absorb a lot of things. It could very well be that he will fail, especially when you're thrust into that position way too soon. And I know personally uh, what that does to a wrestler. You've seen it so many times yeah. in BWR. True. Uh, and it's possible that he will bomb the match with Randy Orton. At backlash, it's possible. It's highly possible. It, there's, there's likelihood. Oh, there's, 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 there's huge likelihood. likelihood. There's huge likelihood. But at, the, at that, I know. I, I just hope that it it lights an even bigger fire under his ass to get even better, right? Because opportunities like this don't come every dynasty. Wow, wow, every, wow. <laughs> so I want that. Are you, sauce, are you saying that? No, no, no. Are you saying that Jinder Mahal is a flower that blooms in adversity? Yes, I hope so. Wow. The thing, the thing here is that you thrust the guy in this situation. We've seen it so many times that they don't do well enough and then they wither. Yeah. You know, it's the aftermath that matters here. I think the monk say, um, Jinder has some good basics. Uh, he's definitely He's technically improved. sound. He's defi- No, he's not technically sound at all. I wouldn't say that. He's just really fundamentally sound. Fundamentally. Fundamentally. Um, I'd like to think there that, you, you know, he's more watchable now than he was before 3MB. Yes. Um, I just think that he needs a, a character that he can get behind himself. That he can own. 
he can own because all all of these uh you know all of these stereotypical evil foreigner heel gimmicks he it doesn't seem to be working for him just because he that's does, not him that's not him I guess maybe I don't know maybe he's a nice guy whatever uh, he seemed to have way more fun being a three MB yeah mm, I think you just have to give him something he can run with right uh, maybe you just be a heel but you don't but have to it be doesn't have to be the evil foreigner, foreigner heel. the evil rich foreigner you know what I'm saying um, <laughs> hey, uh, I, I'm just saying uh, evil rich foreigner Jinder Mahal is thirty years old I just fact check this yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of time for him to improve. Um, this may be the beginning of, of you know, a period where he finally starts putting it all together. So I hope so. I hope that happens for him. Because, and, and it's it's very optimistic of us. But what I have to say is that the match itself, the championship match itself, isn't gonna matter. Uh, for we said foregone conclusion. Yeah. The aftermath is what excites me. Sure. Because. Where he slots himself um, in relation to the new SmackDown Six is something that intrigues me as you know as a wrestling observer and a critic, because the SmackDown Six that we have now are all guys that you know guys on the street oh. or your average wrestling fan mm. can get behind sure. or can enjoy. Jinder Mahal is this nice big question mark. Now. Does he play the mid card? Does he play the occasion that guy who occasionally makes it to the main event? Okay, down the line. Well, apparently yes, but I do like the fact that in doing so, they really established oppor- I mean, they really established SmackDown's reputation as the land of opportunity, or as Ricky J calls it, ang lupa in na pagkakataon. So yeah, um, whether or not Publico. you like it. It really is a land of opportunity, right? And what's you know what can be better than knowing that if you watch SmackDown, literally anything, anything can, happen. can happen on yeah. any given night that your wildest yeah, it's, dreams it's, can come true. Actually, you know, it's weird to me that a lot more people aren't picking up on this, especially Americans, because you know they love football, and in football we have this any rule: any given Sunday, any given Sunday, a team can any team can win as long as you know things are right, the wind is blowing the right way. I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, that's it for Jinder Mahal. If you have any violent reactions, which I know you do, uh, please hit us up. Angry reacts. Angry reacts. Not only. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes then. Hit us up on the podcast on social media at the SGP Podcast. You can hit me up and disagree with me vehemently at Rose War at K Man Canvas, and even though he's not saying anything, he's still at active. C. Still very active on yeah. his Twitter. You want to talk about? Braun breaking the ring? Yeah, nah. sure. I mean... It's nice. It's nice. Okay. We've gotten this spot several times. No, not several times. The last time we got it was, you know, with Mark no, 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 no. I was going to say, it is not... It is 2013. Not 2013. Yes. Shit, it's been four years. Yes. Wow. We kind of got it when WWE was in Manila. <laughs> That's why. I was going to say... Well, it, and they always involve the big show. Yeah, because they you know, involve the big show because he's the big guy. Yeah, they haven't figured it out. You know, they haven't figured out how to do it when they had Andre. Oh yeah, that would have been cool. <laughs> but you see, the monster versus monster match. Okay, I can get behind this. I will start to care about. You get behind this. it. It's been because happening before. It's happened before. Okay, fine. But breaking the ring to do so to generate interest and virality behind yeah. the moment uh, the is only, not actually, out of this world. Yeah, it's not. No, but only because we have seen it before. We are smarts who are what? Almost 30 years old. Not almost, but... Getting there. Getting there. Getting there. Five, six years away. This has happened in our lifetime twice. Twice. Not counting, not counting this one. Okay. So we had, you know, Big Show and Mark Henry, Big Show and Brock. Brock. We've seen this before. That's why it's not out of this world to us. It's not mind-blowing to us. But for the kids... It's a repetition. In the audience... Who are seeing this for the first time it is fucking awesome. Oh, you know? fuck hell yeah. Yeah, because they, they never realize that, oh, you can do this. These two guys are heavy enough to do this. And the, the, the mass of humanity. I believe that it's the one of the few spots that WWE has protected so well. Yes. To the Just point because that, it, is, it is difficult to pull yeah. off. I will say this. It's not from difficult a, to pull no, off. No, from a production standpoint. It is not. For a whole on. night? For a whole night. Oh, come on. Come on. 
You need guys that heavy to pull it off. So anyone True. else, it's True. fine. <sighs> it is not that hard to pull off. And it's actually because of that that it's a good thing they don't pull it off as, as often. As often. It's not something they go to the well to. That's good. It's actually pretty good. I'm impressed that they have kept this in the well for so long. And at the end of the day, it's a special moment. It's a special moment that we see... It puts Braun over. It puts Braun over, and it puts Braun over in a way that, you know, an ambulance cannot. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a show of force on his end that is two weeks in a row, two weeks in a row that he's had spot of the night. Sure. Superhuman feats of strength that are making him look like not just, not just the next big man to be thrust into the spotlight, but a legitimate big man on the likes that Mark Henry and Big Show are. Putting them in their league is something that WWE has gotten over in the past two weeks and has done so with great, great effect. Right. There you go. Uh, it's not as hilarious as, you know, the beatdown of Roman Reigns. Speaking as much of, as we enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, condolences to the Reigns family. The Reigns family. <laughs> The Anuai family. family and Rosie, rest in power. Rest in power, Rosie. Uh, Superheroes in training. I love watching training. Rosie, by the way. Superheroes in training was, was my favorite. Uh, Rosie's whole run, more than Rikishi or anything. Or any of the uh, Anuai's? No, 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 no. Before, before Umaga, right? Okay. Uh, before Roman Reigns, even. So, you know, that Rosie's run as a superhero in training. Was like was I think it was like my first exposure to the fact that you can be a big dude, like the big, big in the way Rosie was, and yeah. still be agile, agile and mobile and hilarious and entertaining to watch in the ring. Rosie was really good. You 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 forget that. Yeah. You forget that. I know. I, you don't forget. That's a problem. That's no. why a lot of people are a lot of people who grew up in that era are Rosie fans. Yeah. No. What I meant to say was some people forget that. The big the that um how do you say this? This template of yeah. the big athletic guy who is fluffy. Kevin Owens wasn't the first guy. Obviously not. Kevin, Kevin Owens was Owens not the first was guy. Like, what, Ten but, years younger then. But Kevin Owens idealized this for us now in the main no. event scene. Sure, okay, fine. But Rosie was good. Was, was so great. good I love at doing Rosie. at doing this job, at being that guy. Who didn't necessarily have to power out every single time, but no, dude, I fucking marked out when he finally graduated, Diba. Right? Yeah, after that was after I think that was after Hurricane turned and became Shane uh, Gregory Helms. Helms. Oh, and then was Keebler still with them? No, at that no, point, no. That he point, was just no, in. No. He was just. He was now no longer in training. He had that. He awesome was a superhero. Uh, I I wish they made more of that. They made more out of that. Yeah. Because they really could have run with that for yeah, a little longer. Rosie was good enough. Before they even had Umaga, uh, Rosie was kicking ass, right? And it's sad. Yeah. Rest in peace, Rosie. 47 years old, though. Come on, look at look look at him. I think it was... Uh, no, no, no. Not the same thing that killed Umaga. No. No, but no. Um, yeah. Rest in peace. Uh, condolences to the Anawaii family for the loss. And if this speaks, them, no? Yeah, them, Roman was written yeah. off air. Uh... Yeah, it, it, I'm sure it was just a coincidence, right? Anyway, yeah. Uh, moving on. Are we, are we, let's let's so, get to that interview. All right, let's get to the interview. Don't forget about the interview. Oh, I was going to ask you if you had anything else to say about anything you know WWE related this week. Well, I have something New Japan related, which is sad. Sign in. Okay. Let's, let's talk about Shibata some other time. Okay. Anyway, yes, our interview segment, our special guest, Kai Katana. Uh, did you know that we could have had two... Filipinos repping us at, in last year's WWE Cruiserweight Classic. I did not. Yes, now you do because Kai Katana was an alternate reserve for anyone who might have had to drop out from the Cruiserweight Classic for any reason at all, whether it was you know not, not making weight, injury, uh, other shit. Like, is this like Aaron Solo? Yeah. So for you guys, wow. um, for listening to the podcast, uh, for you guys listening to the podcast, looking for another Filipino to be proud of. In the international scene, Kai Katana is a full-blooded Filipino who rest, who lives and wrestles in the U.S. Um, he has wrestled such luminaries as Ty Dillinger. <gasps> yes, Shane Strickland, also known as Killshot. Oh my gosh. Bull Dempsey. 
As Bull Dempsey or as... As Bull James. Bull James, okay. As Bull James. He's uh, still cool. Who else? Can you run through the... <laughs> no, no, that's fine. That's a, that's a good list enough. That's a good enough list. So Those we'll, are names you yeah. know. Uh, we're gonna th- we're gonna be talking about how he started. Uh, what's you know what's his character all about, and you know how he found the Philippines and its wrestling scene, and all of that. Uh, unfortunately, he will not be competing anytime soon for for Philippine Wrestling Revolution. Although he really really wanted to. Why? Because he's leaving soon. Man, that sucks. All right, so without but he's got to go home. Yeah, without any further ado. Let's go on to our interview with my exclusive interview to Kai Katana. Here it is. All right, guys. Yo, what up? This is Ro, and we have our very special guest on this week's episode of the podcast. Tonight, we have Kai Katana. Everyone, Kai, please say hello. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. Hey, Kai. How are you? Uh, you're right. You're currently in the Philippines at the moment. And for those of you who don't, for the, for the listeners who don't know, Kai is uh, a full-blooded Filipino wrestler in America. Is that right? That's right. Full-blooded. Uh, my mom is from Pateros, um, outside of Manila, Yep. but at some Iloilo. So uh, I got, always get a lot. I, I don't look Filipino a lot. A lot of people <laughs> always question me. Even, even Filipinos themselves always question if I'm Filipino, and I always have to tell them my, my story. But yes, I'm very full-blooded. Um, I was born in New York. Um, my parents came to the States um, around the 80s. Uh, they met and had me. Um, I went to the Philippines um, usually every three or four years right. growing up. Um, I, I haven't. Got, this is my first time actually back in 14 years. Uh, last time I was here, I was 16. They met uh, each. Then, they met each other there in the states, or here. Yeah, they met each other in the states. All right, yeah. all right. They met, met each other in the states. Um, and then yeah, so the last time I was here uh, was 14 years ago. I was 16. Uh, it was my first time back in 14 years. All right, all right. So all right, let's get to the meaty stuff that people want to hear about. So you're starting wrestling. How did you get started? And where did you get started? Where did you train? And why did you decide to become a wrestler? Um, I was always a fan as a kid. I think like, with everyone that gets involved in pro wrestling, you're always a fan um, in some way. Um, I started watching wrestling, uh, I believe, at five five or six. My, my cousin was actually a huge wrestling fan. Right. And um, he used to babysit me when I was a kid. So that's how I used to watch it. Every time he used to babysit me, um, there was always wrestling on the TV. And uh, that carried on over to my house. So eventually I was watching wrestling by myself. Um, and then I remember I was eight years old. Um, there were in my, my elementary school, uh, they had, um, flyers for amateur wrestling. Um, so, um, I had a flyer I gave to my parents and, um, I told them, Hey, um, I want to wrestle. I, I was thinking at the time the amateur wrestling was a wrestling I saw on TV. So, um, I remember just, uh, you know, the week, week leading up into my first practice, I had my match on the floor. I had my pillows. I was jumping off the shelves of, um, of my room. Uh, pretending to be a, wrestler, be a wrestler, and then when I first went to my first wrestling practice, I realized um, that was the wrestling I saw on TV. It was just a wrestling mat, um, and it was one of those things where I didn't really want to do it first because it wasn't the pro wrestling I saw on TV. You know, I thought it was going to be like steel chairs and a big ring and a big tight and tron and everything, but it wasn't that at all. Um, so my dad actually told me to stick it out, and um, I stuck it out. I, it was actually a natural at amateur wrestling. Um, I wrestled uh, from eight years old over the high school. Um, I did a year in college. Um, on top of that, I did MMA and jiu-jitsu. So pretty much wrestling kind of just really altered the way I saw life on how to how to be and just how to wrestle. Um, so I saw my first my first real pro wrestling training experience at 2011 um, after I graduated college. Um, and my, one of my buddies, he trained um, at a school nearby where I lived. And uh, he... After, um, sorry, going back. So after, um, when I met him, I, asked, I told him I wanted to train after I graduated. So after I graduated, um, I hit him up, and I, I went to my first school. Um, my trainer is uh, Ricky Reyes. The Cuban Ricky Reyes. Ricky Reyes. Yeah, he's uh, he was an ROH guy uh, growing up. He was in uh, part of the tag teams with Rocky Romero. Yep. Uh, the Havana Pitbulls. People um, know right him now, better now. Actually, yeah, as as yeah. Cortez Castro. Yeah, it's Lucha Underground. So. Um, he was my trainer. He was my mentor. Um, literally, I learned everything from him. He's a human encyclopedia. And he really uh, kind of taught me the ropes and kind of taught me literally how to be an independent wrestler. And I'm very, very grateful and very thankful uh, for what he's taught me. And um, he's still active today, and we still keep in touch. And um, he's one of the guys I've, I'll, I will always look up to. So, Can you talk about sure. your character right now? You're, you're, you're Kai Katana. And I saw a video of you against Shane Strickland, uh, Pro Wrestling Empire. And to me, it right. seems like, uh, oh, cool, badass Asian character. 
Can you, can you talk to right. him? Um, can you talk about the character more and what it's like, what it's supposed to be, uh, what your inspiration oh, yeah, was? Yeah, so when I first started out, um, honestly, I, I had no idea um, what I wanted to be. Um, it's it's so different in America as an, as an Asian wrestler because you, you don't want to be stereotyped, but at the same time, you want it to be memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, at first, I, I honestly wanted to be a, an Asian math nerd. Asian math like, nerd. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no Asian Asian mathern. Oh, which, okay, which, okay. Mathern, yeah, okay. Mathern, math yes. Because at the time when I first, honestly, when I first started training too, um, I didn't think it was going to be um, as big or as as big as now as I thought it was going to be. I, I honestly thought I was going to be, a, you know, weekend warrior, um, you know, just wrestle for the fun of it, just so just say I did as a bucket list. Right. Um, and then Ricky chimed in, and Ricky was like, he was like, yo, he's like. I never really put my hands on or kind of just have an input on, on people's characters because you're your own character. This is your own stuff. But I think that's fucking stupid. You know, sorry for my language, but that's what he said. <laughs> it's all good. I think that's really stupid, you know. And, um, and he's, he's like, what, my, my idea for you, what I really would like you to do is um, check out the great Muda. Um, he's a character that I've, I've watched a lot, and I think you have a lot of similarities with him. I think that's something you, you, you should emulate. Um, when you first start out, just so you get you get the gears going, get the wheels going, um, and so that that's how it started. So I watched the Great Muda. The Great Muda um, for verbatim for the for my first two three years, I was uh, was watching the Great Muda, watching how he worked, watching how he moved, and all that stuff. Um, that's how yeah, that's how, how it started out. It was literally just Great Muda, and then eventually, um, when I got more comfortable in my own my own skin, my own character, um, I started just letting loose. Let it loose a little bit, um, you know. So Kagatana, he's a he's a spiritual warrior. Um, um, he's he's one one with the universe, um, one with humanity. Uh, he's uh, he's evolving. He evolves every every literally every every year. There's always something new, and that's something that I've been very very proud of. It's 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 literally uh, my brainchild of how I started and how it's evolving today. Um, and I'm I'm really happy that. Uh, the WWE allowed me to use Kaikatana, allowed me to use Kaikatana as myself, as however I want to do it. Um, so after the Cruiserweight Classic, because as as being alternate, um, they they didn't they let they, they didn't um, let me go home empty-handed. They they asked me, asked me if I wanted to stay the next night um, for NXT, and obviously I said yes. Um, so NXT, I had, I had a match with Ty Dillinger in the dark match. Um, so leading up to the leading up to the dark match. Um, you know, I asked around. I um, I asked if I could be Kaikatan, be whatever I want to be. And uh, Matt Bloom was currently coach there. He said, "Yeah, he's like, he's like whatever you want to do. He's like whatever you want to show Triple H. This is your night to shine." I was like, "Awesome!" So like just to go out as Kaikatana, literally my brainchild when I was like drawing, you know, on scraps of piece of paper in my room, um, come to life and come into front of the WWE universe and WWE eyes. I think it was it's a really cool, really cool accomplishment. I don't think a lot of people could say that. All right, so one of the biggest stories coming out of your career at the moment is that you're uh, around like five years into your career, but you've been selected as a reserve for the WWE Cruiserweight Classic last year. So can you talk to us about that? Um, how did that go down? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I got my first tryout uh, with the WWE um, in 2014. So I was, I was only in the business for about two years. Uh, still very green, still very new. Um, I just happened to get, right, get in front of the right eyes. Um, so... The way it happened was um, in 2013, I believe, or was it 2012, I think, um, My the, the former COO of the company, the WWB, uh, was an alumni at my college. Um, and she was there um, at, at events uh, for the broadcasting program. I got my degree in broadcasting television. So it was, literally, it fell in my lap. Um, I was going through my mail one day, and um, a brochure from uh, Swigo, where I went to school, uh, had an event. It was called the Oswego Media Summit, and there it had um, a, a lot of top people in the industry today that were alumni from the school. Um, uh, one, one of the other person there was uh, was Steve Levy from ESPN, and uh, some other people. So, um, uh, so, so I was going to be there. I, I literally took off. I took off. Took off work um, that day. Um, mind you, I, I just got the job um, maybe a couple weeks ago. So taking off a work, you know, right away was really unheard of. Uh, but I knew this was, this was it. There's no other way around it. So kind of took off work. I drove up, drove eight hours uh, to go back to my school uh, with my resume in hand, and literally I got in her face and I said, "Hey, you know, I'm trying to be the NWB. Do you have any advice or any ideas?" 
And um, she was like, oh, that's awesome. You know, have they contacted you yet? And I was like, no, they haven't yet. I was like, I don't know what else to do. I really just wanted to just get, get, get seen. And she goes, well, you know, it makes no sense why they haven't, you know, contacted you yet. Let's see what I could do. Uh, so long story short, um, she sent an email. And literally the person I was trying to contact in WWE for over a year got back to me literally the next day. Um, from then, uh, we got set up with a tryout. I had a tryout in March 2014. Um, it was actually the same tryout where uh, Kevin Owens was was at. So, nice. Uh, me and Kevin, yeah, me and Kevin Owens, uh, Roderick Strong was there too. Um, a lot of the guys, um, some big names were there during the tryout. So, it was really cool, man. Honestly, like a kid that's two years in the business is going to this tryout where, where people, you know, in the in the business have been wrestling for double, quadruple years I have, and they're just getting getting the tryout. So it was really, really awe inspiring. Um, so, like I said, I had the tryout. Um, um, I didn't get picked up, um, but they said that they liked me. Pretty much, they said I get more experience on my own, um, and they'll keep in touch. Um, so after the tryout, you know, I just, I just wanted to literally took their advice to get get, get experience on my own, get 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 some more um, get some more experience. Um, I traveled to Europe. I went to Europe. I made my own tour in 2015. Um, I traveled uh, six, seven countries in six weeks, and literally um, just traveled. Bought, any, every country that I was at, I either found um, a place to train at or I found a show to work on just to get more experience. Um, so when I came back from um, my tour, I sent my I sent the WWE my information, what I've been up to for the past you know summer, and I really caught their eye, and they really took that into consideration. That's when I got a call for the, the WWE uh, to be in the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, so Cruiserweight Classic, um, I didn't know I was going to be alternate there. It was kind of up in the air. Um, I found out when I was – I found out – when I got that, I was I was going to be an alternate, um, which at the time um, was was something that I wasn't too sure about because I thought I was going to be on the show. But literally, just being down there and being um, in front of the right eyes, being in the environment, was uh, is, is an accomplishment in itself. So yeah, obviously the Cruiserweight Classic being there um, too, like um, just watch and blossom what's become today. I'm very proud to be very proud to say that I was part of the first ever Cruiserweight Classic. I'm very proud to say that I've been in that environment and very proud to say that, you know, um, things are happening. You know, you know. That's great. Uh, did they ever get back to you and say, oh, you know, come back and contact us. We might have something for you in the future. Yeah, it's the same thing as, as with any other business or any other company. You know, whenever um, you leave, you always want to leave on a positive note. No, you always want to leave with something to look forward to. Um, so when I left, I always, you know, given my great, my gratefulness, my graciousness, and they said, yeah, keep in touch, um, keep, uh, be patient, keep grinding out on the indies, and then um, we'll be in touch. Pretty much, that was about it. Right. Uh, yeah, coming in front of uh, in front of an NXT crowd, wrestling Ty Dillinger in a dark match. Um, did they get anything from you out of that? Uh, I mean, uh, getting as a as what do you mean? Uh, I mean, uh, sorry, my bad. Uh, phrasing of the question. Mm, uh, what do they uh, observe about you? Or did you get any feedback from them about where you oh, are? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I think, I think they, they kind of, um, they, they noticed. They, 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 I definitely made, made a statement. Um, I definitely um, made, made them remember. Um, after my match, actually, uh, there was always a meeting um, with NXT, uh, with Triple H and the, and the whole crew, um, they always have a post-show meeting. Um, I wasn't involved in the meeting because I wasn't full time with them, so I had to step out. But after the meeting was over, I got to go back in and, and make sure I could say, say my goodbye. I saw the right people before I left, um, and I saw Triple H, and I went up to Triple H and I asked him what he thought, and he said it was good. You know, and in my my eyes, that's all I really needed. Triple H, you know, saw my match, he saw who I was, knew who I was. And said it was good, and I think that was that was really enough. And I think that in my my head, that is that just um, more motivation to get there full time. Dude, that is awesome meeting Triple H and all that. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, I have a question though. Uh, do you ever think about repping the Philippines as as your gimmick or as a character, the same way like T.J. Perkins does? Um, yes and no. Um, I think T.J. Perkins has that covered as <laughs> as. The the Phil Am he's the Phil Am <laughs> superstar it's the Phil Am Flash right yep. um, he's a great guy actually a uh, little little tidbit uh, Ricky trained TJ Perkins as well okay so yeah so it's a cool when I when I first met TJ that was the first come out come out we had other than being Filipino uh, I, I told him that you know Ricky trained me and we we had that commonality right there 
Um, but yes, I would love to, I'm, I love to represent Philippines, uh, but in my own unique way. Um, right. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to emulate the way that TJ does because he already has, he already has that. That's his, you know. Um, but whatever the WWE wants, whatever WWE needs, um, I'm more than willing to to do anything to portray the Philippines or just Kaigatana as as himself or as a different character. You know, um, the WWE is a big universe, and uh, whatever they need, um, I'm there for. All right, all right. Uh, well, we met yeah. each other a couple of weeks ago. You were talking to us about how you just dropped everything and decided to travel Europe and backpack and be a wrestler over there while you're touring. So was that the moment where you decided to stop? Uh, maybe, it's, maybe it's time to st- start being more than just a weekend warrior and finally do this for real. Uh, say that again, I'm sorry. Uh, all right. Uh, when you when you when I met you a couple of weeks ago, you were telling us uh, as you know PWR boot camp class. You were you had right. uh, you went to Europe. Uh, you dropped, you quit your job, went to Europe. Uh, you toured as a wrestler there. Was that the moment where you started to think that I should be more than a weekend warrior and finally do this for real, for real? Oh yes, yeah, definitely. Um, the thing was, it's like uh, everyone always says independent wrestling. Everyone always says in wrestling, you have to be all in. You know, and um, it was one of those things where um, I had a very high, high caliber job um, in the IT communications industry. And um, it was great. It was a great, great paying job, literally the perks of everything. But it was just it got me too comfortable um, in my life where it was kind of like, oh, if like the wrestling doesn't happen, it's OK because I have this job, you know. And then that's the attitude where I caught myself saying that I was like, I don't want it. I don't want that to be that way. Um I'm really a big, big believer in the universe. So it's whatever like you want to do, you know, the universe has your back. So um, I made the decision just, you know, a lot of things happen to um, uh, uh, and within family, stuff like that. But that was literally the moment when I just, when I dropped it, I, when I, I bought my first, I bought my ticket to London and um, that was it. And I, I just, I just went. Um, and yeah. So when I came back from, from, from Europe, um, I didn't have a job. Um, I was working odd jobs, uh, just making ends meet while I was still wrestling, but it was literally the, the best decision I made because it really put the attention of myself like this. It's literally all, all or nothing. So, um, it's been working great so far. So I, I've been happy, um, wrestling and I've been happy doing that thing, doing, doing, doing my thing. And honestly, if I didn't leave my job to tour Europe and do, do that stuff, I wouldn't be in the position I am today with the WWE. How advisable is that for young wrestlers? Say here, like, what if I thought that? Oh, uh, I want to. I want to start being more than a weekend warrior. I want to start um, gaining experience wherever I go. How? What should I be thinking about? What should I be considering? What kind of criteria should I be considering? Should I uh, consider how good I am? How where my skills are? Uh, what kind of uh, environment and scene is present that I can access? Um, how 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 does one come to that decision? Honestly, it's it's honestly you have to um, you have to be honest with yourself and realistically yourself of where you where you are now. Honestly, like a lot of people love to just drop it and go, but you have to build equi- equity in the independent wrestling scene to be able to do that. Um, I think and always have to look at, at at stuff in your life too. Like you know, I'm I'm fortunate enough where I don't I don't have a family, I don't have a wife, I don't have kids. You know, I don't have those extra um, extra responsibilities that that where money has to be, you know, put towards that attention of, of, of that, of that part of your life. Um, I'm still by myself. I don't, I only have to worry, literally worry about myself. And that was another criteria I told myself when I had my job, I was like, you know, I don't have anything to, to put money towards besides myself and my dreams. Um, so that you have to look at too, you know, and also how much, how much debt, debt are you? And you know, do you have bills to pay? Do you have a, um, do you have a three month cushion for, for 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 um for yourself can you can you can you support yourself can you put, can you support yourself for three months without pay you know um a lot goes in effect it's not just literally just drop it and go because you do have to look at other stuff and be realistic with other things too um so i would say for young guys is is if you have enough money to save you to if you have enough money to 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 carry yourself for three months um and you feel that your skills are good enough and i would say just go you know um, work will find itself. You know, once you once you get going, um, things will happen. Uh, that a lot of things th- things I I, or I always believe in too is you don't always have to um, look at your circumstances. You know, people always um, look at their circumstances and make decisions off their circumstances. When in reality, your circumstances are, are, are taking a cue from you. So um, if if you have you know, like I said, if you have uh, the right amount of money saved up. 
um, and you have you know the right minds and you have the right skills and you, you're comfortable to go, then then I, I suggest you go. All right, all right, all right. Uh, let's yeah. change topics real quick. I mentioned earlier a while back that you trained with PWR Bootcamp a couple of weeks ago. For PWR fans listening to this right now, I'm sorry, he's not. Kaikatana is not going to show up at Revolution X because he has to leave by Sunday uh, at the yeah, time of recording. Yeah, I wish. Yep. Yeah. Uh, how did you find out about PWR when you were coming here, when you were on your way here? Um, honestly, I did a Facebook search. I wanted to um, just want to see if there was a company in the Philippines. Um, and PWR came up. Um, I hit up, uh, I believe, the PWR Facebook group. And, um, yeah, I responded back. And then uh, Jake, Jake DeLeon uh, contacted me. And at first I wanted to see if like, we could schedule maybe a show coming up uh, when I was coming. But obviously with Holy Week, Holy Week uh, here, yep. um, we had, you guys had to push, push the date back. Um, but I always want to come down and just train. So that, that's how it all started. Literally, just, literally Facebook was, was um, how I, I found you guys. I'm glad I did. Uh, did you know at all? So you had no idea at all. You just decided to search on Facebook. Maybe, is the, maybe there's probably a, a wrestling scene here. But before that, you, were, you had no idea, not even the slightest idea. I had no idea, yeah. And in your assessment, uh, in your one-day uh, one training with the PWR guys, what did you, guys, what did you think of them? Oh, I thought it was awesome. I thought, honestly, like, it was more, honestly, I was more more people than I expected, and I loved that. I thought it was so cool. Like, when I first um, heard about it, I thought, oh, we can go there, it's going to be a good handful of people. Um, but when I went there, it was literally, it was an overwhelming amount of people there, and I thought that was really, really cool. Really, really cool. Um, I think it's great you guys are training, I think you guys learn learning how to bump around, um, literally, I really, literally see the passion in everyone and how everyone just wants to get better and everyone just wants to perform. So, you know, kudos to you guys. You guys are going to be great. Thank you. Thank you, man. All right. What's next for Kai Katana uh, after this, after your, your visit here in the Philippines, when you get back to the States? Uh, so when I get back from the States, um, I'm home for a day and I drive up to Maine. I'm uh, debuting for a new company called Limitless Wrestling in Maine. And then that next day, um, I'm back in New York for my home promotion in Victory Pro Wrestling. Um, after that, I have uh, another show um, in Massachusetts called uh, NECW Iron Age uh, Tournament. Um, and literally just doing the indies, um, uh, indies every weekend. Um, pretty much booked up uh, pretty steadily until until June. So uh, just doing that, keep in touch with the WV. Um, just cross my fingers, waiting for, for the number to call me. And um, just enjoying my time. Um, other than that, just enjoying my time with family, enjoying my time with my friends, um, traveling some more. I'm actually doing a cross-country trip in right. August for two, for two weeks, um, going from uh, New York to California and back uh, by train. Uh, and on the way there, I'm going to do some stops, some of the way I did here in the Philippines, uh, stop at schools, uh, you know, do some training, you know, maybe a seminar and stuff like that. And just, you know, enjoy the scenery, enjoy the, enjoy the downtime. All right, all right. Kai Katana, before I let you go, man, can you have any uh, piece of advice for all the young wrestlers here in the Philippines, whether they're PWR or another company? Uh, what, what do you have to say to them in order for them to follow to, to better follow their dreams? Um, first, I want to say I want to get first. I want to say is uh, first of all, we're Filipino. We're we're entertainers by heart. We're literally we're just born to entertain. I've I've never seen any other Filipino that doesn't want to pick up a video game and karaoke <laughs> no we're just it's literally honestly we, we do line dancing all the time it's like we're just entertainers and i think i think a lot of filipinos here should take that really into effect like it's natural for us so you know loosen up and don't be so be so timid or anything <laughs> um um and just just train hard just focus on yourself but don't don't focus on what other people are doing or where other people are you know or or you know, don't focus on, on other people focus on yourself um, get in the gym, uh, work out, uh, work on your promo skills, um, get, keep training, and then just get your name out there. Literally, like I said when I met you guys, uh, the WWE literally flew across the world to see what's going on here. So they're not going to waste their time for no reason. You know, they went there for a reason. Um, so show them why they flew out there. Uh, and everything, like get, get, the, get the community involved, you know, get, the, get the company growing. Um, and that's about it, man. Just enjoy, ha, make it a show. Make them make make the Filipinos come out and watch it every time. It's it's a show. At the end of the day, it's entertainment. It's a show. Give them a show. You know. All right, all right. Kai Katana, where can they find you on the internet? 
Uh, you find me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash aakaikatana. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Kaikatana and on Instagram at Kaikatana. Where can um, they – uh, sorry, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> My bad. Good. Good. Okay. All right. No, no, no. I was just going to ask where they can find your wrestling on, on the internet. Where can they find you? Where can they follow your, your action, your matches? Yeah, on YouTube. Uh, YouTube. Uh, my YouTube is Kai Katana, uh, but my main source of my social media stuff is on Facebook. So if you check out my Facebook, uh, AA Kai Katana, um, you can check it out. Um, yeah, man, that this this was awesome. Thank you very much, man. Thank you so much for making time for us. Uh, I wish you the best of luck in in your career moving forward. Uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I've, I'm honestly, I, I've, I'm not even worried. I'm pretty sure we're gonna cross paths again soon, um, with with the Philippines Wrestling Revolution and with the WWE. So I'm looking forward to see what happens in the future. It was very nice to meet you, man. Thank you. You too, man. All right. Thank you, Kagatana, for that wonderful interview. I'm sorry, uh, you don't have, and I, we didn't have a lot of time for for more. And uh, we, he's a busy man. Yeah, he's a busy man. He's in the Philippines vacationing with his family. So yeah, uh, we wish we also wish he could have been here, but you know, thanks to time constraints, we could not have had him on the on with us recording physically. Personally. Yes, but thanks to the power of the internet. Thank you, internet, and thank you, Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> for Facebook Messenger. Uh, Kai told me uh, he forgot to mention that he wants a WrestleMania moment. Get this, he wants to come down to the ring in a jeep. And tricycles, a whole fleet of jeeps and tricycles coming down to the ring, transporting him Eddie Guerrero style. So I want to see them. that. I want to see that. I want to see that, even though jeeps are highly dangerous. Well, not the ones that they make in. With this would depend on where they would be doing it. How do like, they get a jeep to New York? By the way, um, they had one constructed there. There? Yep, that's good. Should have been better. It's, they, they had a commission. So. I want to see that. So for real, uh, thank so, you again, Kai Katana. Let's hope that. He comes back and you know comes back in time to make it on a PWR show and show us what he show us all what he can do because I've seen what he can do and it's downright amazing. That's there's a reason why he was chosen as a reserve for the Cruiserweight Classic. Maybe for Renaissance, you never know. Someday, never know. someday, someday this year, but uh, you never know. Waiting to wait, Tayo. Waiting to wait. Waiting to wait. So it's all right, just like the chicken joy of yeah. wrestling. Picks of the week time. So, I'll go first. I'll all right, go you first. first. AJ versus Baron Corbin. All right. Sweet Jesus. How many how many big spots did this match have? My God, I I for one enjoy this matchup just because the sheer speed of AJ contrasts so well against the power of Baron Corbin. And right. it's some it's one of the SmackDown Six matchups that I really am getting behind. Does this make AJ a babyface now? I believe so. It doesn't. It's weird. In it's he, weird. He shook Shane's hand. Yes, it's like I want to be the guy for SmackDown. And you, and you match up against Baron Corbin, who's a full-fledged heel, right? Yeah. So and, 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 and this, I don't know. All I want is him to stay away from Nakamura for as long as possible. That's true. I think that's the, that is the plan. That is the plan, Kuno. As I per, believe. That is the plan. And I do believe that as long as we don't see the two of them together, mm. like one-on-one, yeah. even if they interact minimally, okay. as long as it happens at WrestleMania, I'm good. All right, all right. All right. What's uh, your pick, my pick Mr. of the week Rowe? is the two hundred five live main event this week. Uh, it's two TJ Perkins versus Austin Aries. Great uh, spots in this match. Yeah. Unfortunately, our boy TJ lost despite his heel turn, but it wasn't a waste of loss because he got to look really good against Aries. Uh, it Laughing his ass off. Though. It wasn't uh, a loss that you know. Oh, it's not a lost. damaging loss. Yeah, it's not a damaging loss. He he took it to the limit. Uh, it just so happened that Aries won by being the veteran wrestler over there. Yeah. And I love Aries' uh, Aries, um, discus five arm. Yes. That it is, is, thing it is of so beauty. smooth. It is so smooth. smooth. As fuck. So, like yeah. peanut butter jelly. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, please do go and watch that. And that is it. Stan, you want to say, say pick of the week? Nah? All right. Uh, he's still here, by the way. So In that's it for uh, this week's edition of the SGP podcast. Next uh, week. That was fun, yes. by the way. Next week we should have Stan back full, fully rested from his voice rest. Yes, is that, is that so? Will that be? Nod your will head, that be yes so? or no? He doesn't know yet. All More right. or less, maybe we'll see. Okay, right. we can't make fun of him yet. <laughs> right, so all good, baby, baby. All right, so any of you guys want to hit us up on social media and talk to us about anything, 
at all, please do hit us up at the SGP Podcast on Twitter. At Caveman Camus for Camus. At underscore Stan C for Stan. And for me, at Rose Wah. So we got to thank everyone. Our friends at SGP. Uh, you know, our homeboys at Smart Henry. Got no one to thank our Fox fr- anymore. Fo- well, we don't... No. 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 That's it. That's pretty much it. But thank you for doing the good thank job. Thank you for Kai Katana for... Thank you to Kai Katana for making the time to, you know, have an interview with, with us. It's always nice to hear from fellow friends. Yes. It's always nice to hear from fellow Filipinos. Yeah. Especially, you know, wrestlers who are living the dream as well. Godspeed to you, Mr. Yes. Katana. That is it for this week's episode of the SGP Podcast. We are out of here. Peace. Goodbye and good night. Glorious. No, I won't give in. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.